Hi, I'm Mark, and thank you for joining me today on Words of Truth. In the last couple of podcasts, I've been talking about knowing and doing the will of God. This is the third one. So if you haven't uh, listened to the other uh, two, I would encourage you to go back and listen to those and then come back to this one. Now, a lot of people feel like knowing the will of God is, well, unknowable or in the very least requires such a deep level of spiritual maturity that it's almost impossible for the average Christian to know God's will for um, their life. Well, that's an absolute lie from the devil himself. John 15.5 says that the devil comes to kill, kill, steal, and destroy. That's been his mission from the very beginning, and one of the ways that he does that is by blinding the, the eyes of the unbelieving so that they can't comprehend the truth. But another way he does that is by deceiving believers into thinking that they can't know the will of God. I mean, just think about when Peter was conversing with Jesus, and Jesus told Peter of his plans to go to the cross and to suffer and to die for the sins of mankind. And Peter, without giving it much thought at all, blurted out to Jesus, this shall never be. You see, he wanted to discourage Jesus from doing the very thing God had sent him to do, the will of God. And Jesus' reply is telling, is very telling when he said, get behind me, Satan. You see, Satan was behind Peter's scheme of trying to get Jesus to thwart the will of God for his life. And you know, Satan will try to deceive us in the very same way from knowing and doing the will of God. But God's will is absolutely knowable. Otherwise, why would God even have a plan and purpose for us? I mean, if, if we can never know it, if we can never know the will of God, then what's the purpose of even having his will? And that's why in the last couple of podcasts, I've been laying out for you various ways of discerning God's will. But today, let me lay it out in such simple terms that, well, I think a six-year-old will be able to understand it. Let me lay it out by asking you a series of questions. Okay, are you ready? First of all, are you abiding in Christ? Yes or no? Well, the Bible says in John chapter 15 and verse 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. In other words, the condition for getting what we ask for from God is to be abiding in him. And that means to be walking in obedience to his word. It means confessing our sins before him on a daily basis. It means having a desire to know him, to obey him, to let him be the ruler of our lives. And if we do that, then we can hear God's voice and we can know his will. So are you abiding in Christ? Here's the second question. Are you walking in the spirit? Yes or no? Does the Spirit have full control of your life? The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18, And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, that's not a holy suggestion, but it's a command. 
And that means that when we're saved, the Spirit comes to live in us, making us a member of the family of God. But then we have to take the next step and allow the Spirit to have access to all the rooms in our lives. It means letting go of control of my life and letting the Spirit have free reign. And if we do that, then we can more clearly hear the voice of God. So, are you walking in the Spirit? Here's the third question. Do you have the mind of Christ? Yes or no? You don't know? Well, the answer for every Christian is an absolute yes. Here it is. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 16, For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. That's right. Every Christian has the mind of Christ when the Spirit comes to live in them. And that means that we have the capacity to know and to do God's will. God gives us the ability to, to discern his word, to understand his commands, and to walk in the power of his spirit. I've heard many non-Christians say, well, I've tried to read the Bible, but it doesn't make any sense to me. Well, that's because they don't have the discerning power of the mind of Christ. The devil has blinded their understanding to God's word. But the Christian, you see, has been given the mind of Christ so that we can know and do the will of God. It was Oswald Chambers who made this statement, quote, having the reality of God's presence is not dependent on our being <clears throat> in a particular circumstance or place, but it is only dependent on our determination to keep the Lord before us continually. Our problems arise when we refuse to place our trust in the reality of his presence. The experience the psalmist speaks of, quote, we will not fear, Psalm 46.2, will be ours once we are grounded in the truth of the reality of God's presence, not just a simple awareness of it, but an understanding of the reality of it. Then we will exclaim, he has been here all the time. He continues, at critical moments in our lives, it is necessary to ask God for guidance, but it should be unnecessary to be constantly saying, oh Lord, direct me in this and in that. Of course he will. And in fact, he is doing it already. If our everyday decisions are not according to his will, he will press through them, bringing restraint to our spirit. Then we must be quiet and wait for the direction of his presence. Oh, I hope you understood that. I hope you heard what he said. It's so good. What he's saying and what I'm trying to say is that if we're abiding in Christ, if we're walking in the spirit, if we have the mind of Christ, then we can do what we want to do. Huh. Did you hear that? Let me repeat it. If we're abiding in Christ, if we're walking in the Spirit, if, we're, if we have the mind of Christ, we can do what we want to do. Why? Because what we want to do becomes what God wants us to do. 
Not that it's just what I want to do, but it's what God wants us to do, and that becomes our will. You see, if God is present with us, then we know that he's guiding us to do his will. And if at some point we get off track, God will certainly do a course correction. We just need to be willing to wait for his direction. Oh, I hope this helps. Thanks for joining me. Let me know if you've got any questions and I'll try to answer them. I'll see you next time.